Welcome to e-commerce on steroids. Buckle your seatbelts and learn from industry pros how to take your e-commerce business to the next level. Hello guys, I'm back with another episode of e-commerce on steroids. This is our single question series and Wayne Richard from Bean Ninjas is sharing some great insights with us today. Wayne, welcome to the show. How is everything going today? Excellent. Thanks so much for having me, Sanos. Thanks for coming in. Why don't you share a little bit about yourself with us? Absolutely. My name is Wayne Richard. I'm a partner in an e-commerce accounting firm called Bean Ninjas. We support Shopify and Amazon sellers in their quest to scale past seven figures. Well, that's great. So question of the day, Wayne. What are some key metrics an e-commerce merchant should care and monitor and why, of course? Absolutely. So metrics or benchmarks should not be considered as hard targets, right? What we should do is look at these as providing directional guidance to brands to help them on their journey to really accomplish two things. The first is growth and the second is efficiency. So within those metrics to monitor growth, what we love to do is pull together and monitor top line revenue because this is really three metrics in one. You're looking across the traffic that's coming to your store, the conversion rate in which you're able to generate this traffic into sales, and then the average order value. So within that one metric, you're able to see how well you're performing across three major areas. Within that, we also look at growth rate. Of course, you want your brand to be growing each and every month. Or if you're a more seasonal business, at least every year, what we find that those brands that are performing well are growing at about 36% a year. Those brands that are delivering under a million dollars, so early stage or early launch brands, can see growth of upwards of 135% growth year over year. So as I mentioned, there's really three ways. You can sell more in your online store, and it's based on the metrics I mentioned earlier. So first, conversion rate. How many people buy from you? On average, we see those stores that are performing well with a conversion rate at 3.02%. So take that as a health check. If you're performing above, it means you're overperforming. Under, it means there's some opportunities that you can look at within either user testing on your site or optimizing for speed that can help bring that number up. The second is increasing the traffic to your site. So how many people are actually coming to your site? Of course, here the metric is more is better than before. So as long as you're seeing growth one month over another, you're performing at a, at a great pace. And the last is increasing average order value. How much are people spending when they're actually buying from you? This metric is interesting because if you do nothing else, but increase your average order value, you're generating more money and much larger profits from the sales dollars that you're already making. And I mentioned the second major area, and it's more focused on expense and sound management across three functional areas of your business. And that really is around efficiency. So e-commerce brands are really measured on their ability to focus and optimize inventory control, marketing efficiency, and operational excellence. So this is your team and your operating expenses. So within inventory control, one of the metrics, of course, that we focus on very highly is gross profit. 
Gross profit is simply your sales less your cost of sales. Within cost of sales, we include cost of goods sold, fulfillment, shipping, payment processing fees from PayPal, ShopPay, any buy now, pay later solutions you're using, and then also platform fees. So those costs that you incur from having a unit pulled from storage and actually delivered to a customer. A high-performing store is going to have gross profit margins above 45%. Those performing excellent are doing 60% and above. So look towards negotiating down with your suppliers or increasing your pricing to help optimize this gross profit number. One of our customers was able to negotiate a prepayment option with their 3PL. So they were able to deposit a set amount on the first of every month, but because they were letting go of their cash first, they received a 5% discount on their fulfillment cost. This was savings on spend that they were already incurring. We also look at from an inventory cost of goods perspective, week or days of inventory on hand. So this is based on lead times and safety stock. You simply can't maintain growth without stock to be sold. So you calculate this by taking your stock on hand and dividing it by average daily sales. You can do this at a high level or even at a SKU level. The second major functional area I shared was marketing efficiency. The metric we use to measure this is contribution margin after marketing. Simply put, this is your gross profit less your customer acquisition cost. So if you're delivering above 30%, you're performing above average. 45% or better is excellent performance. Of course, a very much in vogue um, metric around customer acquisition is monthly or marketing efficiency ratio or ROAS, your return on ad spend. Simply put, this is your total revenue divided by your total ad spend. Now you can splice this, chop it up as you wish. You can view it by platform. So you can look at Facebook versus Amazon versus Google, or you can look at it as a factor of new customers versus returning customers. What we see is high-performing stores are delivering at a 3x ROAS on Facebook, 4x across Amazon and Google. The last area I mentioned was operational excellence. The metric we use to monitor and measure this is net profit margin. This is simply put, your contribution margin after marketing less your wages and team cost and operating expenses. If you're performing above 18%, you're above average here. 25% or above is excellent. Some other metrics we use to help monitor spend across these major areas are percentage spend against sales of wages and team cost. This allows for you to see if you have an optimal labor force and then also percentage spend in operating expenses. One of the things you can do to monitor this is just look at periodically the subscription services that you have and you're paying monthly recurring charges for and make sure you're not paying for two different email marketing platforms. The last area that we look at concerning metrics is some balance sheet metrics. Most importantly, cash on hand. Of course, more cash month over month puts you in a better position to make decisions within your business to grow. The next is cash flow margin. This is a measure of the company's ability to turn sales into cash. So just as your net profit margin is a percentage of what's left after those expenses, cash flow margin is the percentage of every $100 
that's left over in cash in the bank. Lastly, we look at percentage change month over month of total assets, total liabilities, and total equity, each as an individual metric. This helps tell the story about where your brand is building value and how it's financing it, whether it's through debt or equity. Wow. How much value in like five minutes? Wayne, thank you so much. How, what's the best channel for if anyone wants to reach out? Absolutely. You simply put, we're, we're at B Ninjas across the socials. If you have a particular question around any of the metrics I mentioned, shoot us an email at hello at beanninjas.com. Thanks. Thanks again for being on the show, Wayne. Appreciate it so much. We hope our podcast inspired you. Join our Facebook group Shopify Q&A for more great e-commerce and Shopify tips.